0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun. And his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, they appeared to them, Moses and Elijah, talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, And from the cloud, a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased, listening to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Glory Savior of the, world, Savior of the, world. the other day, a little child came to me and told me, "Father, I love it whenever it snows. I was asking the child, "What is it about the snow you love so much?" And he told me, whenever it hits, whenever it heats, you get a day of school. <laughs> and you get to throw some snowballs. And I was actually praying this morning, it doesn't snow, because when it snows on a Sunday morning like this, a lot of people want to get a day of church. <laughs> In our first reading this morning, we hear about the call of Abram. Abraham was told by God to leave his country, to leave his father's house, to leave his family, and to go to an unknown destination. And if you read further, you see how Abraham took his wife, Sarah, and his nephew, Lot, and left to an unknown country in obedience to the voice of God. The same way, Abraham obeyed the commands of God in Genesis 22 when God commanded him to take his child to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. And the Lord has called each and every one of us in different ways and in different capacity. As parents, the Lord has called us. As priests, the Lord has called us. As children, the Lord has called us. As choir members, as lectors, as altar servers, the Lord has called us. And most importantly, he has called all of us to be his children. But we must recognize the fact that there are two sides to this call. There are two sides to this call. The call comes with a cross and a crown. And if you like, the call comes with a sacrifice and a reward, the call comes with challenges and blessings as well. And if you read the first reading, you read in between the lines of the first reading, you discover the blessings that accompany the call of Abraham. And God told him, "I am going to make you the father of many nations. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you." And if you want to talk about the crosses, or the cross, the sacrifice, and the challenges of Abraham that accompanied his call, you see that uh, Abraham had to leave his father's house. Abraham had to leave his comfort zone. Abraham had to leave everything to answer the call of God. And of course, you all know the story of Abraham, that after many years, the wife was barren. And it took the wife many years, took Abraham many years before he was able to get a child. And also, it took him many years to realize or to attain this promise that God gave to him. Abraham, interestingly, did not uh, was not discouraged. Abraham kept trusting in God. Abraham didn't give up his hope in God. And I think this is a lesson for each and every one of us. Sometimes we experience things in life that make us, you know, despair. But the message for us today is that we are called not to give up. Do not give up on yourself. Do not give up on your dreams. Do not give up on your plans. And most importantly, do not give up on your spouse and your child. It may take many years to achieve whatever you want or whatever you intend to achieve in life. But the The fact remains that sorrow may endure all through the night, but joy will surely come. And in our Gospel reading, we read about the transfiguration of Jesus, that Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John to show them a glimpse of the reward, to show them a glimpse of the blessing and of the crown that awaits anyone who answers the call of God. If you read the chapter before, You know, this chapter we just read at the Mass today, at today's Mass, precisely Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. We read how Jesus told his disciples that he was going to answer the call of God and told them that when he predicted his death, he told them how he was going to answer the call of God when he predicted his death. He told them that the time is coming very soon. The son of man will go into Jerusalem. And the son of man will be persecuted. The son of man will be killed. The son of man will be sacrificed on the cross. And on the third day, the son of man will be raised. And we are told how Peter took him aside and said to rebuke him. God forbid, this will not happen to you. You are not supposed to carry the cross. And Jesus said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. All know that story. And so Jesus, for me, understood, you know, that the disciples actually, they did not understand the meaning of suffering. They didn't understand that there is no crown without a cross. And so for him to teach them very well, he had to take them up to the high mountain. And so Jesus needed to teach his disciples that there is a reward, and that there is a blessing, there is a crown for all those who obey the call of God. Remember what we said about the two sides of the core, the cross and the crown. And that is what St. Paul tells us in the second reading this morning, when St. Paul invites you and I to join him in suffering for the gospel. So it is all about suffering for the purpose of Christ, for the gospel. And to help us understand, to help us comprehend better what the whole concept of uh, transfiguration is all about, I want to take you to Romans chapter 8, verse 18, what St. Paul said. St. Paul said, For I consider that the suffering of our present life cannot be compared with the glory that is destined to be revealed to us. In other words, whatever you are experiencing now on earth, whatever you are experiencing in life, be it your cross, the sacrifices you are making now, the challenges, the sorrows, the pains, you are experiencing at this point in time, there are nothing to be compared with the glory of God that is yet to be revealed to us. And we were told that when Peter had a glimpse of that glory of God, what did Peter do? Peter exclaimed, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Let us, if you permit me, let us make two, three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And so when Peter experienced that glimpse of the glory of God that is yet to be revealed to us, Peter never wanted to leave the presence of God. And of course, we are told that Moses and Elijah appeared. Why were they there? Why? What was the need for them to appear? Now, a lot of theologians have said a lot of things about their appearance. But this, the fact remains that Moses and Elijah appeared, number one, was to demonstrate that Jesus has power over life and death. You understand that Moses, of course, did not experience, did not see the promised land. Moses died at the end of the day. And of course, Elijah also was taken up to heaven alive. He did not experience death. And for Jesus to have that power to able to invoke both Moses and Elijah means that uh, Jesus has power over life and death. And the second reason is this that Moses was there to represent the law of the Old Testament. And Elijah, on the other hand, was there to represent the prophets of the Old Testament. And Jesus himself, who was, there, who was there, represents the New Testament. And so, what does this mean? That Jesus is the fulfillment of both the Old Law, the Old Law, the Law, and the prophets. And that is what he tells us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, that I have not come to abolish the law or the prophets, but to fulfill them. And of course, at the end of the day, both Moses and Elijah disappeared, leaving Jesus alone. And that is to indicate that Jesus is the fulfillment of both the law and the prophets. My dear friends in Christ, Sometimes in life, to answer God's call, we need to ascend a mountain, and which, of course, is not an easy exercise for anybody. It requires commitment. It requires perseverance. It requires uh, patience. And also sometimes, to answer God's call, we need to give up something less noble to achieve something noble. We need to give up something less important to achieve and to attain something very important in life. Because there is no resurrection without the crucifixion. There is no resurrection without the passion. There is no crown without a cross. And of course, there is no Easter Sunday without a Good Friday. May the Lord continue to bless us and give us the grace we need to persevere as we continue to follow him. Through Christ our Lord.